The tour content from now through Lagwa Omer has been generously sponsored by Malki M. Thank you, Malki. June is less than a month away, which means that I'll soon be transitioning into summer writing mode with more Substack articles and fewer recorded shiurim. The bulk of these articles will remain free. However, if you would like to support my Torah and gain access to additional spicy written content, consider becoming a paid subscriber by going to rabbishneweis.substack.com and signing up today. Hello, I'm Rabbi Matt Schneeweiss, and this is the one-page article, or half-article, that I wrote on Parshas Mishpatim, even though this is not Parshas Mishpatim when I'm recording this, and published on my Substack, rabbishneeweiss.substack.com, and on my blog, kolhasreedim.blogspot.com, on February 24th, 2023. And the article is entitled, Mishpatim, The Sanctuary Altar Sanctuary, or Mizbeach as a Refuge for Killers. And the backstory here is that I started writing this, uh, or I started learning this uh, in preparation for Parshish Mishpatim, uh, and I decided to continue working on it because I figured, oh, it's Parshish Truma, we talk about the Mizbeach, so I can get away with writing about the Mizbeach, and I have to give a Devar Torah in Shul tonight, uh, and so I, uh, I would like to talk about this topic. So I worked on it, for two weeks, uh, very intensively this week, for hours upon hours, I would say I got maybe 90% of the way there. Um, I got really good questions and I have like four approaches for answers, but none of the approaches really feel fully developed. And so I decided to just write the questions as an article, standalone article, and then maybe uh, either next week or at some point in the future, I will be Zoha to write uh, uh, answer or answers to the question. Okay, so that's what we get. <laughs> All right, so uh, without further ado, here is the article. Parshas Mishpatim, the Sanctuary Altar Sanctuary, or Mizbeach as a Refuge for Killers. Parshas Mishpatim presents an encapsulation of the laws of homicide in three short verses. These are Shemos 21, 12 through 14. Quote, He who strikes a man so that he dies shall be put to death. He who did not act with premeditation, but God caused it to come about by his hand, I will make for you a place to which he might flee. But if a man will act willfully against his fellow to kill him with cunning, from my altar you shall take him to die. End quote. Murder, i.e. intentional killing, is liable for the death penalty. Manslaughter, i.e. negligent, unintentional killing, is liable for galus, exile into one of the Ari Miklat, sanctuary cities, until the death of the Kohen Gadol. The Goel Hadam, the blood redeemer, who is a family member of the slain, may kill the unintentional murderer outside his sanctuary without penalty. But if he kills him within the sanctuary, the Goel Hadam himself is liable for murder. What about the phrase, from my altar you shall take him to die? According to the straightforward reading, the written Torah states that if a person commits premeditated murder, the Mizbeach, the altar, will not provide sanctuary. The implication is that if a person killed unintentionally, then the Mizbeach will provide sanctuary in the same way as the Ari Miklat. However, the Oral Torah supplies three important qualifications, as the Rambam codifies in Hilchos Rutzeach Ushmir Senefesh, chapter 5, Halachos 12 through 13. Quote, the Mizbeach provides sanctuary, but only the top of the Mizbeach in the eternal temple. And it only provides sanctuary for a Kohen who is engaged in a voda, in the divine service. But if he is a non-Kohen or a Kohen who is not engaged in a voda at the time he is killed by the Goa Hadam, or he is engaged in a voda and is not on top of the Mizbeach, but near it or grasping its horns, then the Mizbeach does not provide sanctuary. End quote. Rav Avraham ben Rambam in Shemos 21.14 maintains that the Torah is alluding to the fatal errors made by Yoav, who unsuccessfully sought sanctuary upon hearing that Shlomo HaMelech ordered his execution. Quote from 1 Malachim 2.28, Yoav fled to the tent of Hashem and grabbed onto the corners of the altar. Yoav was mistaken on four counts. 
A, the Mizbeach only provides sanctuary for manslaughter, but he killed intentionally. B, only the top of the Mizbeach provides sanctuary, but he grabbed the corners. C, only the Mizbeach in the base of Mikdash provides sanctuary, but he fled to the Mizbeach in the tent of Hashem. And D, the Mizbeach only provides sanctuary for a Kohen doing avoda, but Yoav wasn't a Kohen and wasn't doing avoda. This is why he was killed. The main question is, what is the deal with this halacha? The institution of Ari Miklat was designed with practicality in mind. The six cities designated as Ari Miklat were equidistantly spaced throughout the land of Israel, with clear signage pointing the way for those seeking refuge. Not only these six, but all 48 Levite cities provided sanctuary, making it relatively easy for the unintentional killer to find a haven. In contrast, the institution of Mizbeach as sanctuary has such narrow parameters that one can't help but wonder whether this halacha was ever implemented in practice. It seems more akin to the mitzvah of Ben Soru Umore, the wayward and rebellious son, which the sages teach us, quote, never happened and never will happen, but was written that we may expound and receive reward, end quote, from Sanhedrin 71a. That is, it was written primarily to teach us Torah ideas and values. Moreover, this halacha is written in Parshas Mishpatim, which was given to Israel at Sinai. The detailed laws of homicide and the Ari Miklat aren't presented until Parshas Mase at the end of Bamidbar and Parshas Shoftim in Devarim, 40 years later. It makes sense for these laws, for those laws to be deferred until the conquest of the land, and for Mishpatim to feature only the headings. Yet, upon further consideration, we realize that the law of the Mizbeach as sanctuary didn't apply in the wilderness at all. The Mizbeach and the Mishkan can't provide sanctuary, nor did it need to, since the entire Levite camp had the status of Ari Miklat. Thus, it would seem that this halacha was included primarily to, te- to teach us some other lesson. The question is, what do we learn from this vexing halacha? And you'll just have to wait until either next week or the future or never for me to share the answers and approaches that I mostly developed. If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Rabbi Schneeweiss. Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweiss, and my Zelle slash Chase QuickPay and PayPal are mattschneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnewos at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.